ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of M-Class Podcast. Oh, shit. A very special episode where we have a very special guest. Satan. Satan. (laughs) Satan Cole. Uh, Satan Cole. (laughs) I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. I'm Kevin. That's right. Welcome back, Kevin. Dude, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It's a healing podcast. It is. It's a heal cast. We Heals f- all wounds. We just I... let our feelings go in the world, the realm of Star Trek here for everybody. We just pee into the wind that is the universe, <laughs> and it flies back and hits us in our Star Trek face. Guys, I love Star Trek so much, but sometimes it's a little much, and it frustrates me, and I'm glad I have an outlet for that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I w- this this is um, part three in our Romulan episode, uh, Romulan collections episode. Yes. And when I chose this episode, I didn't realize uh, that the entirety of Deep Space Nine happens in a flashback in the first <laughs> few seconds of it. Yeah, this is like five percent Romulan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in my man. in my mind, it was this was it, like in my in my head, this is like a different episode. Like yeah. To me, that part is like it's a whole a whole episode, but I forgot that it's not. <laughs> and not only that, but during the recap, like I was already like, "Oh my god, this is spoiling the entirety of Deep Space Nine! What the <laughs> fuck?" And then during yeah. the recap, it's like, "Oh, you have weapons on the moon!" And I was like, "Fuck, that was the last one!" That's the last <laughs> one. I was like, "Man, I could not have fucked this any harder." Anyway, time to do the episode. <laughs> Yeah, but like, uh, did we? Did we? Fuck it. I don't think so. Well, you didn't. I chose the episode. <laughs> no, no, but but like, as far as I mean, what would what would we have replaced this with? Maybe another TNG episode. Yeah, right? we couldn't have the really. The Romulans like, aren't really a big part of Deep Space Nine, so yeah. I'll I'll talk about Deep Space Nine any goddamn day of the fucking week, man. He's like, right. Yeah, absolutely. I, and this is maybe the most Deep Space Nine-ass episode of Deep Space It has everything. It has it everything Deep Space Nine everything. in it. Yeah, it's got, I think... Uh, it's got uh, new new Dax. It's got... Um, oh, yeah, uh, even if you haven't watched the episode, you're not going to be able to listen to this episode of M-Class because we're going to spoil everything that you didn't see in the episode anyway. Yeah. This whole episode is a spoiler, so sorry, but... You, if you should look, I'm not look. I'm not sorry. Fuck that. I'm not sorry. <laughs> you should have watched Deep Space Nine by now. That's you should have. It's been twenty fucking years or whatever. Yeah. Don't be like Jeff and not have seen Battlestar. But for Deep I'm gonna Space watch Nine. it one day. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I feel absolutely no pressure to watch that, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I believe it was uh, Je- Jeff and I were talking about this on another secret podcast, but it definitely was you guys maybe two years ago that started me on my Star Trek journey. Yes, like I think I, I think I finished up Deep Space Nine about a year ago uh, today. Yeah. It, it really warms my heart that we, like, when we bring anybody into Star Trek, that but we brought the real Kevin Cole <laughs> the into real the Star Trek Kevin, The real at Kevin Cole. That's right. Okay. Real. I'm bringing my real opinions to this one, and that's the last season of Deep Space Nine is a little fucking goofy pants, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it goes fucking nuts towards the end, for sure. 
there's a I, lot of there's a lot of magic and Jesus and it and uh, there's a lot of hibbity jibbity in these episodes. Hibbity and jibbity. There's, there's a lot of hokum. Yeah, hokum yeah, is a good is way a great to put word. it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah. and there's at least a dose of humbug going on. There's oh, a little humbug. There's a, there's a wee bit. Um, um, I think this episode is. Uh, special for another reason in that it's the episode where Worf becomes useless Yes, in, in the rest of the show. Worf is like no longer a thing like, anymore. To he's, the point he's where just like there. Esri walks around for several episodes without even like speaking <laughs> to him or like they don't resolve yeah. her being Dax with him at all for a while yeah. because he doesn't matter. Esri, I mean I get Esri I guess, rules. I love Esri. Esri is great. Yeah, Esri's, Esri is Esri's great. Good. I don't like Ezri as much as everybody else does. She's no, okay. I like that. I like Jed Zia. I like Jed Zia better. Yeah. But the thing I about kinda... the beginning of this episode is straight up like fucking Jed Zia's dead. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> she gets killed by a fucking ghost. <laughs> yep. It's like, by the way, Jed Zia gets killed by a ghost. If you haven't seen the previous like 30 maybe 60 hours of deep space nine yeah this is gonna make no sense to you <laughs> yeah she gets killed by a ghost who comes out of a ghost machine she gets a- killed by a ghost that comes out of a hitler that like <laughs> yes a, a space, space hitler, hitler. <laughs> yes yeah there's there's a point in this episode our like the very beginning of this episode that i really wanted to point out okay and yeah. it's uh cisco's dad cisco yeah uh, I'm, I've been calling him Disco for Dad Cisco. Dad Cisco, <laughs> Disco. Although Cisco is also a dad, so he's like Granddad Cisco. He, G Disco. He's Good Disco. Good Disco. <laughs> Pitching Good Disco. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, they're asking Ezri like how she ended up with the Dark Symbiont in her, and yeah. she's like, "Oh, well, there was a there was a mistake." I mean, there was an yeah. accident, and he's like, I was some on the- accident. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought it was so cool that, like, in our time and space, some old fucking dude would not give a shit about other cultures or societies or what they know or anything. But he, <laughs> yeah. he is so enlightened with our modern society of Star Trek yeah. that he knows and understands so much about this other society that he Good. knows it's weird as fuck that this happened. Gadisco yeah. all but turns to the camera and soliloquies some accident. <laughs> some accident. And he then like fucking... holds a skull up and says <laughs> And then the fucking music comes in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I guess this is happening now. Yeah. <laughs> like Ezra shows It was up. a Tuesday on the USS Destiny. <laughs> Like Ezri shows up and she's like, "Hey, I'm quirky. I'm gonna be quirky this season." She's pixie as hell, yeah, and that's yeah. She's a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. Which you should she's, not put in your script, everybody. Don't do that. Yeah, she's she's Natalie Portman in Garden State as fuck. Yeah, she's almost like like more manic pixie because she looks like a pixie yeah like, she does Natalie portman looks like a person but this alien girl looks like a, like a if you put elf ears like vulcan ears on her like pixie she's a uh, literal pixie natalie portman looks like an angel all right so an on hell <laughs> an on hell <laughs> <An angel. laughs> all right now that we got that out of the way yeah on this that- episode <laughs> my favorite Ozma song, Natalie Portman. It's about her. This episode, this episode is like split into three parts. 
Yes. And only, it is? <laughs> only one part of the episode has jack shit to do with Romulans, so it probably shouldn't <laughs> be in the Romulan collection. Uh, but uh, it is! Suck my dick! So, can we, can we deal with that third first? Because I have, I have some notes. Sure, okay. we can yeah. we can tackle this in an entirely different way than we normally do our format. Just for you, no, Kevin. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, everybody. We're changing the show because Kevin's here. <laughs> we can though. I don't really. No one gives a shit. So yeah, this episode is chaos. So I feel like it's totally okay. Yeah. I don't can, even know where to begin. We for, can eat our vegetables first. We can we can move around the plate. I don't I don't care. Sure, I'm just along for the ride. You guys do sure. whatever you want. We'll, no, we'll no, no, no. What it, what, it? We'll what have you, a TV I'm dinner. Just here, I'm just here for that sweet Kevin Cole SEO, guys. I'm just trying to get you some clips, <laughs> all right? Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for that SEO. Look, we'll get that Kevin Cole bump is what we're looking for. <laughs> um, the, the Romulan portion of the show is that apparently last episode, the episode we were supposed to watch, the Romulans have built a medical base on a moon of Bajor. Derna. And it's become known by the Bajorans that the Romulans have weapons there. Like, yeah, they find, like, they have, like, photon torpedoes or some shit. Yeah, they, on just, it. they just don't have uh, blasting caps or something. They just don't have go booms in them. Yeah, that's a fucking Cuban Missile Crisis, dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this is. That is, that is what sure. it is. She JFKs hard. And, uh, Akira is the JFK of this universe, of, yeah. of this planet. There's, there's Except a lot she of, survives. There's a lot of fucking, um, like, bureaucratic red tape bullshit going on with the, yeah. the Federation yeah. so that they don't just the swoop in and save the day. The Federation thumb admiral guy is fucking useless as shit. He's, a, he's just a piece of garbage. He's an admiral. <laughs> no admiral in Starfleet is worth anything. Have you seen uh, these shows? Uh, admiral Ross. Not. Look, Admiral Ross is not a villain. That's the best it gets. That's the He's best. not a bad guy, yeah. He's And at the end you're kinda like, alright, Admiral Ross. <laughs> you're alright. You're alright. You're alright. He's just a peen with four pips on his collar. <laughs> That's an admiral, penis, dude. Penis pip. That's Admiral's, yeah. That's why you don't take the job. You just stay a captain forever like everybody does. <laughs> the Yeah, he's to- he's total Garbo. I, I hate him. Kira, He's pretty bad in this. Kira episode. decides that since the uh, Federation aren't going to do shit, that she's going to set up a blockade. However, the Bajoran government gives her like 16 ships or something. Yeah, and they're all shitty. And they're, they're all, all just old. Yeah, they're all impulse power. None of them have warp and none of them have photon torpedoes or anything. Yeah, yeah. nothing that's going to stop Romulans, that's for sure. Yeah, like, Kira basically gets a bunch of like. 88 Saturns in order to like spread around the moon. Like, here's some fucking Nissans. Like, put them around yeah. the moon. Nissans. <laughs> a, a war analogy would be that she had to protect her fucking aircraft carrier with biplanes. Yeah. During the Gulf War. <laughs> I, mean, I like the Nissan analogy. <laughs> <laughs> he basically gets a parking lot to put in between her and, and yeah. the space Russians. To the point where, like, <laughs> one warbird will wipe them out of the sky. And yeah, she it'll has just, like, such cojones yeah. that she's like, they're going to blink first. She's got the biggest dick on this whole show. Like, 
Her balls are like insanely huge. I love her. Yeah, I Kira love her. is the best. I love her too. And and, and like watching this episode sort of out of se- out of sequence with like the rest of the last season or like any of the seasons really like shows me how good the Odo Kira relationship is cuz yeah. like they're great together. Like Odo's like, yeah, yeah. whatever, I'll die here. This episode's fucking... a lot better for that than uh, all the other episodes that oh, they're Nana, in together. <laughs> Nana Visitor is an amazing actor yeah. because, like, I really believe that she loves Odo. Like, I watch that shit and yeah. I'm like, yo, that bitch loves that guy. Yeah. Like, she loves that jelly man. <laughs> she loves that weird no face guy. And and I really believe that Odo trusts. Kira, because he's making Gallo's humor like he always does, but yeah. like the stakes are fucking real, and he's like, yeah, I guess I'll die here with the woman I love. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, we're gonna die now. And yeah. that that kind of bums me out that like they they killed Jadzia off to to end that wharf relationship thing because like yeah, I think I think like one of like the cool things they could have done with everybody like growing older and pairing off is what I'm going through right now is like all my friends are getting married. Everyone has a girlfriend, and like the the scene is much different now. Like, yeah. like I would be, um, uh, I, I I I would be playing darts with O'Brien right now. Like, if I, I was, was about to say, you'd be Bashir. Yeah, so I'd Bashir. Be, I'd be Bashir. I'd pine after that one girl who got married, and then I'd just <laughs> play darts with my bros for the rest of eternity. <laughs> There is, like, a genuine thought in my head, like, a genuine belief that maybe they decided to kill her off because they were pairing everybody up. And they're like, we can't have that. That'll be boring. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But I think she also wanted to leave. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she was Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, nobody really knows, right? Like, nobody really knows, like, why she left. Yeah, there's no 100% real reason, I don't think. She lives in Hershey, Pennsylvania now, so I could go ask her. Yeah, that would be normal. You I think mean, that I should do that, guys? Should I just go find go to her out house, where she lives? Knock on the door. Yeah. Wear your Starfleet uniform. She's married to Leonard Nimoy's son, so I'll just like kill two birds and stalk both of them. I mean, visit both of them. Okay, that's adorable. One, that's re- that's really cute. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Also, <laughs> I'm just, but I'm just he looks exactly like his dad, so that is weird. Uh, why, why was that? I would marry there, Nimoy. There's a scene, <laughs> well, there's a scene in, um, in Deep Space Nine where they go, the trouble, tri- trials and tribulations oh, episode where right, she's yeah. like, yeah. I uh, always loved it. Like, I can't like, believe I he's so, ha- this handsome in person. And they're like, oh, yeah. Kirk. And he's like, she's like, no, Spock. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then she marries his son. It was real. It was yeah. a real thing. Uh, fun fact: oh, My father, Michael Cole, received an Emmy from Leonard Nimoy himself. What? What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Leonard Nimoy, uh, before he died, uh, appeared and did uh, uh, the Boston Emmys, uh, where he awarded an Emmy to my dad for newscasting. And he also he had never received an Emmy, and he got an Emmy there. So it was a really like special oh my night. god, that's awesome! That's so cool. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's crazy. That's, that's a real. That's that's how close I am to Leonard Nimoy and thus Jadzia Dax. It's true. So We're you can like come Kevin Bacon me. separation here. <laughs> I'm Jeff, one degree of, in, of separation. Were you in Star Trek Three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a styrofoam rock. Were you were you not one of the were you not one of the other Klingons that was on board with uh, John Larroquette? Was that not yeah. you? That was How could you ever see a real chubby Klingon? I feel like that'd be adorable. That's, there is. Uh, no, the, there uh, is one in lawyer. TNG. 
There's and a the lawyer. There's a chubby Klingon lawyer that rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you see like chubby that. Klingons quite often, actually. Yeah, there's some chubby ones. Gowron's not real cut either. He's just yeah. real Ga- small. <laughs> He's but real short. I want positive, like, chubby Klingons. I don't want, like, Gowron-ass Klingons. Gowron the one was the leader tra- of the Klingon Empire, sir. <laughs> you show some respect to his crazy eyes. Not anymore soon. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, I did watch an episode of Deep Space Nine that does mirror uh, one of the three like major plot arcs in this episode. What's um, that? I watched the Seven Samurai episode where Jadzia uh, like fulfills like um, Curzon Dax's blood oath to avenge his. Oh blood yeah, where they have to the kill albino. the albino. I think yeah, that one's called Blood Oath. It's great. That it's is a, a great fucking dope episode. <laughs> there is a there is a literal Enterprise Seven or uh, not Seven Seal uh, Seven Samurai, uh, where they land on a planet and the Klingons come and like raid the planet and they like teach the like natives how to like defend themselves. There's also a Clone yeah. Wars episode that does that too. I love Seven Samurai plots, man. Yeah, I'm I all on board for Seven Samurai plots. Yeah. And it, I love I, that movie. That's why Mass Effect 2 is like one of my favorite games because it's just Seven Samurai in space. Yeah, yeah. it is, actually. Yep. <laughs> You're building the team for a suicide mission. Yeah. it's great. That's why I love Ants, the movie Ants. <laughs> yes, that's why Ants is such a triumph of cinema. Wait, Wait is it Ants? I thought it was Bugs, Bugs Life. Life. Was the Seven Bugs Samurai? They came out the same year. I don't know. I yeah, Ants was the one that was hideous. And yeah, a Bugs Life was the one that was any, okay. Yeah. I don't think Ants follows any prototype. I think it's just. I think, if anything, it's like Band of Brothers or some shit. <laughs> I think Ants is a movie that I don't remember on purpose. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever seen Ants. Ants is a fucking you. nightmare, and be glad you don't remember it. <laughs> the termites so, are especially like like scary in that movie. So I'm, I don't know. The, the blockade, right? <laughs> yes. They Star set up Trek. the blockade, and there's this great back and forth where Admiral Ross and his Vulcan best friend, or Romulan best friend, keep calling yeah. Kira and being like, What's "Look, Kira, name? you gotta back down. Don't do it. Don't you do it." And she's like, "Hey, suck my dick." <laughs> she does say that first yeah. time in Star Trek. Yeah, you thought yeah. they cursed for the first time on Discovery, not nah, nope. Deep Space Nine, nah. bitch. It- Jeff, it confirms all of your like Romulan theories. Like they never want to be the one to fire the shot that starts the yeah. war. And Kira like, knew that somehow better than people in the Federation knew, and she used it against them. Yeah, the Federation is real pussy here because like they're like basically they need the Romulans more than they need Bajor, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Which What's, is also not technically true. It's not technically but, true, but there's also, like, look at it from a historical perspective with the Federation. Uh-huh. This not only ends a period of hundreds of years of tense aggression with the Romulans, but yeah. the Bajorans have continuously rebuked everything the Federation has tried to do for them since right. they started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bajorans are, uh, they're stubborn. They're real stubborn. They're great, man. I fucking love those guys. No, like, they are great. Nah. And, and <laughs> what do you nah. mean, nah? I like certain Bajorans. I feel like Bajorans are uh, sheeple, like real-life sheeple. Who... Sure, but in this in this episode, they're great. Yo, like, they are great at times, and, and for I, sure. You see that, the I mean, best of them in this episode. The, the best like thing that comes out of the Bajorans are all the like revolutionaries who fought yeah. to free Bajor, but like after that's over... 
the regular people are just these like sheeple who turn on people like if I went to Deep Space Nine and stood in the middle of a bunch of Bajorans and just went, Captain Sisko sucks his own dick! They'd all have torches and pitchforks and shit <laughs> heading to his office like, the emissary sucks his own dick! <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you, Jeff, but that's uh, regular day people right now. Yeah, I don't like them either. <laughs> don't like them either. He's but, got a point. He's got a point. Bajorans are just us. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. like us either. Like, <laughs> that's why. That's why you don't like them, though. And I agree with that. That's yeah. why because you're seeing the mirror, and the mirror is not pleasant. Yeah, because people are like that. It exactly. Sucks. Like, I, I don't think us would be like us three would be the people with no, the no. pitchforks and torches and stuff. But we look around us and see people who do that, and we're yeah. I don't want to see that in my Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're used they to the Federation being confident. Yeah. You're used to them having like, like a a bigger I- idea about something, and the Bajorans don't have no. that, and that sucks. The yeah, Bajorans are regular folk. You punk bitch. Yeah. The the Bajorans <laughs> are regular folk, and I hate regular folk. So it all <laughs> works out. They there aren't enlightened for shit. No. <laughs> like, they're just. They they got picked up a little too soon. I I think they're like maybe a hundred years ahead of us. Like about, except they have about like, like us now. You mean, yeah, yeah. Like, well, they have, like, they already flew to Cardassia, uh, so yeah. That's the thing about them. Like, they've been like, like they figured out how to do a bunch of shit like way early on, and like I don't necessarily think that the war and the occupation with the Cardassians like set them back. I just think that they're like they're kind of like hobbits in the sense that like they don't really care about stuff. Like they're just like we like to sit at home and farm. See, I would like, that's kind of what they like. I would disagree. I think the occupation, because I mean, we get that evidence that they were thinkers and they had this yeah, they idea, were smart. like long before we as society society had the ability or idea to go to another habited planet. They found another right. habited planet and they found a way to get to it. And then the occupation right. happened, and suddenly no more of that shit. Right. I actually think there's, I think that's one of the things that I usually enjoy in fantasy and sci-fi that's really missing from Star Trek is like a sort of down-to-earth culture. Like mm-hmm. hobbits are very down-to-earth, like fantasy culture where they're like we, you know, care about our community. Everything's very yeah. small scale. We like food. They're so down-to-earth they live inside of it. Like modern Earth, <laughs> or I guess like that day Earth is the closest. Like that's that's a good that's a good joke. <laughs> Gosh, I just got it while I was. Thanks, Kevin. While I was thinking, I was gonna let that one simmer. I, I, got I giggled in the background, but I gotta bring it to boil right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that dog. <laughs> well, like modern Earth is the closest we get to hobbits because you got people like Papa, like Grandpapa Cisco, making like good Cajun food. Yeah, he just does it because that's what he does, right? Like, he doesn't do it for any reason, really. Or you got Jake Sisko. It's almost like half of humans in the universe are hobbits just trying to, like, be cool, make good food, chill out, learn shit. Yeah. And, like, the other half are, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like Earth is hobbits and space peoples is humans. But what do you do, though, if your society basically just says, like, well, you can do whatever you want and have whatever, so... I mean, it does. It makes so much sense that like so many people join Starfleet because they're like, well, 
I'm so fucking bored. <laughs> like, I'm bored of just fucking sitting around. I'm going to go out there and maybe die. Dude, you know? know? Like, yeah. if, if, What's like, the podcast scene like? We don't really know. Dude, there's a <laughs> billion podcasts. <laughs> dude, the thing... <laughs> The thing that like fucking appeals to me so much to the to the Star Trek future is is exactly that you can do whatever you want and like yeah it's totally we don't freedom. think that way right now like Josh said he he's like odd people are so super bored that they go to space but like you could just go one day and be like look I'm gonna go to acting school and become like a great Shakespearean actor and join right. an acting troupe and you could do it there's nothing right. stopping you. Well, you could join the Peace Corps today and and like be essentially part of Starfleet, or yeah, you, or you could be like, hey, capitalism's bullshit. I'm gonna make a Twitter account, make a bunch of podcasts, and maybe a video game, and then you're just <laughs> me. Like, Kevin, I know, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> like, we're we're living in one of the most peaceful eras of of human like accomplishment for a while, and it's. It's tenuous. Yeah, it's called, what's it called? The uh, it's it's got Calm a name. Before the storm? Antebellum? Antebellum. No, it's like the Great Peace or something. It's it's after the Second World War. Like, like yeah. everyone's like, well, there's all these wars. And it's like, yeah, but as as compared to like history, like there aren't. Like, yeah, we we have we have terrorism, and that's not really. Yeah, the whole countries throwing their economic weight against each other. Yeah, like war isn't economically viable right now, so we're not buying right. it. <laughs> the long peace, it's called. The, the long yeah, peace. peace. War yeah, seems like it's getting more fucking viable by the day. If, but, if yeah, well, and, news and is yet, to believed. And yeah, it's been a while since like two countries have fucking mashed dicks together in order to kill a whole bunch of people. Like it's mostly yeah. just like splinter groups and shit. Like this this era is defined by the amount of podcasts and shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I think like uh, war now is. Uh, it's tough because like that that would be it right oh, <laughs> like oh, like yeah. that'd be it that'd yeah, be like our weapons got too over, big man. right yeah, like we, now we, we have... did too mi- yeah we spec too heavy into yeah. weapons yeah. <laughs> now like you have the destroy the world button that like multiple yeah. countries have and you can't press it or the game's over right the game's over man the, uh, the, your money not gonna mean shit if you do that so so like uh one of my favorite like stories is from uh so so like the way it's put is from this channel called vsauce and they talk about yeah, yeah. A- atomic bombs mm-hmm. and and they're like we were gonna drop uh the the second atomic bomb on this different site but it was cloudy that day yeah so they dropped so it on hiroshima Naga- yeah, or nagasaki yeah. yeah uh and and it's like we can uh harness the powers of the surface of our sun but we don't know if it's going to rain tomorrow or not right like that's, that's where we are yeah <laughs> It's a great fucking analogy. It's Humanity. Put it. Yep. Yep. We got real good at throwing rocks. Yeah. Not we threw we, we threw rocks that burn with the the brightness of 10,000 suns. Motherfucker, we throw rocks so fucking good. And <laughs> this and this just shows Star Trek just shows us a universe where we like kind of spread it out a bit. Yeah. Yeah, we spread it. <laughs> well, their rocks are even bigger than our rocks, which is crazy. Yeah, I like, mean, if you fire a fucking photon torpedo at the surface of a planet, shit's not going to yeah. go well for that planet. It's bad. It's antimatter. It's just complete death. It's like, you're fucked. But then, like, I mean, like, we've evolved to the point by that time in history that we're like, all right, we should not do that ever. 
Yeah. You don't have people like flying around like unless JJ Abrams gets his hand on this idea. You don't have people flying around like a rogue captain being like, I'm gonna be a terrorist now. That already and happened. Doing... When? What happened? That's Who did the that? fucking um in the Into in the darkness. darkness. That's, that's the, the oh that's that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the, right. That's, that's the right. One, that's the one I saw with the motorcycle. I'm sorry, my eyes. There's just a motorcycle in all three of them, Kevin. Is Wait, there, there's a motorcycle? No, yeah, there is. Holy shit! <laughs> is, there, is there for reals and for truth a motorcycle? And, all yeah. and beyond, there is. There's one, one in 2009 too, because he drives it to what's, the thing. What's the one in In the Darkness? Where's that one? I don't remember. I don't remember that one. that one either. Actually, that whole movie is a motorcycle and not a cool motorcycle. <laughs> Yo, remember when um, Worf goes to the surface of the sun for no reason in order to make sure Jadzia gets him to heaven? That's they had weird. to give him one last hurrah. They're like. Uh, Michael, Michael Dorn, Space Dorn, uh, Space Dorn, Space Dorn. You got. You're not gonna be a real main character anymore, so we're gonna give you one last cool thing to do. But he's. I mean, it was purposeful. He's going to the sun to shoot something into it to destroy uh, the production shipyard. base, which is actually like if it wasn't like clones on it. Like I don't know, do clones have souls? It's fucked up. Like he kills the all those people. Don't. The Jem'Hadar don't really. I mean, they I th- allude to the to like Jem'Hadar becoming more like normal, like yeah. the more that they're away from the drug, the yeah, white, like uh, that that episode where um, O'Brien and uh, Bashir Bashir get get stranded on that one. Yeah, planet yeah, that's a pretty good episode. I like that. That's one. a great ass episode. Yeah, the one guy he says he gets cured. He's like, I don't need it anymore, and he, and they're like, and then Why? he fucking dies. Yeah, and then yeah. He fucking dies. Dude, They're the like, fucking... why? And he's like, I don't know. But they, they destroy the fucking... Uh, the shipyard, which is like... I don't know. That just strikes me as like murdering civilians even though it's not that's fine that's fine but it's okay because they're the enemy i guess right that's fine yeah they're kind of like the faceless enemy right it's, they're it's they're okay. not it's okay any amount of cruelty can be explained away because a woman died like thank you women <laughs> for dying in fiction <laughs> thank you jedzia for not upping your contract and getting killed <laughs> by a ghost <laughs> a ghost inside space hitler a devil ghost this plot in this series directed by men written by men for men it's good that a woman died so that a bunch of people could die with no justification Kevin, people had to feel stuff Kevin SJW shit (laughs) I'm bringing it bitch let's fucking go the only way I can feel shit is if a woman I'm ready to talk about SJW shit Uh, we should take a break. We'll take a break, <laughs> and we'll be right back with more M-Class Podcast. Reverse thrust. Hailing frequencies open. Scotty, we need more power. I can't hold it much longer, Captain. We're losing the colonel's signal, sir. Well, what was Spock's order? His usual, Captain. The two-piece combo. Okay, give me a two-piece combo. I said. No, wait. Make it three pieces. Leave him up, Scotty. Status report. Most called, Captain. Almost lost the cold slaw on that one. Captain's log, Stardate 2453.87. The crisis was averted. Our cravings satisfied. The chicken was excellent. Take us out of here, Mr. Sulu. Walk back to two. Uh, yeah. 
back who took my prize. And we're back. It is definitely not 20 minutes later. No, we didn't take a 20-minute <laughs> break. Uh, it's definitely not 40 ounces later. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, when we left our heroes, they uh, blew up an entire base full of maybe civilians? The, ch- the Chintaka system. <laughs> War crimes. War crimes. It doesn't matter because no. they're faceless. No. Look, they started it. <laughs> that is in the Geneva Convention. They started it. It's, it's their fault. The schoolyard clause in the Geneva Convention. That's what it. That's exactly it. There's two <laughs> things. You can't use knives that rip people's guts out, and yep. if you started it, you deserve it. You can use knives that rip people's guts out, then, if they started it. Decided oh, then you can, yeah. Decided in smelt v. dealt. Yeah, smelt v. dealt. <laughs> smelt v. dealt. Holy shit. What a fucking comedic genius you are, Kevin Cole. Dude, Woo! I love that. This is so good. <laughs> the- you guys ever drink alcohol? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah, once cool. in a blue moon, I've been known to partake. Once well, or twice or thrice in five blue moons. Cool, I'm going to sober up instantly because of Synthahol, so let's do this. Let's talk. Oh, Synthahol? <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. So, the whole mission is to get Jed Z into Stovacore. I think it's important to point out that uh, Worf is like a great big fucking baby boy about all this mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, he's a real crybaby. Like, he's, he's like, real- this is... This is my mission, and you shouldn't have came. Yeah, but Quark is real annoying. Yeah, too, Quark's so. a bitch about it. Like he's really Quark's he's like a, real a fucking son of a bitch. He's like a fucking fish hook that gets caught in you. He just won't <laughs> let go, and it's horrible. Yeah, he's it's, real it's annoying. A, it's a lot of toxic masculinity going on. Yeah, there is a lot. There is a lot of that in this episode. That's Klingons, it, except for cool Klingon guy, Martok. 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 Yeah. Martok is the best rules. Klingon. Yeah, he's, he's the best. He's real amazing in this whole like war. He's like the kind of guy where you're like, all right, we might win because this guy is like, he's got his shit together. Yeah, this guy loves war and he's he real good it. at it. And he's good as fuck at it. Like he only has one eye, but he's just as good as a guy with like four eyes. <laughs> Which I'm sure there are those. There's aliens <laughs> with four eyes. It's fucking true, man. Like. Uh, I, I think there's another reference to a. Um, sorry, this is over the Esri plotline. I can okay, save that for fine. later. But there, no. this, I'm gonna jump it because this fucking uh, episode seems to want to jump around all the time. Oh yeah. yeah, it's all over the place. So like there, I, I think there's a reference to like a really weird one-off episode where uh, Jed Zia's um, fucking symbiote gets stolen out of. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's the beginning. like real early. That's like season yeah. one. Yeah, it's like season one or two, and like the Dex symbiote gets stolen for like forty-five minutes and put into some <laughs> other fucking guy, and then gets put back because I don't know love and space, like space magic. And everyone seems to like cringe at the mention of that one guy, like in this episode. And I just oh it was no, great. I think I don't know. No, it's, it's Tobias, right? Is yeah, that, yeah. I or think something. I think that was one of the original ones. Uh, oh yeah, that's from the episode where. Uh, Jadzia finds out that there was a host of the symbiote who uh, was a murderer. Was a murderer, and like everyone oh, yeah. erased that guy from history. No, yeah. I think that's a. I think that is yet another like ill-conceived episode in the line of ill-conceived Jadzia episodes. Yeah, they they were really milking that fucking <laughs> yeah. Dax storyline. Like, the storyline has a very very muddled 
like moral to it like you're supposed to accept the psychopathic murderer within you yeah. because it's a part of you we haven't even gotten into like um fucking the the other like this is not the real reality there this all exists in the in the insane mind of like a sci-fi oh writer. my god i, I totally like, fucking forgot we need about to, this we shit. need to take a few steps back this is from crazy. this episode because <laughs> that plot line is from <laughs> An episode from the previous season. One of the best. One of, like, one of the best amazing. episodes of Star Trek ever. Really. It's amazing. Where uh, Cisco has uh, a vision, although it seems like he's waking up. It's very open yeah. to interpretation. As uh, 1930s, I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's 50s. It I might be 50s. 50s. 19 racist something. Yeah, 19 race, racist. Racist America, yeah. America, not now, but older racism. Not now racism. Not, not current racism, but previous yeah. racism. Previous not, racism. Not we already did this, so let's get stupider and more creative racism. Like, yeah. old racism. Old racism. Like, yeah, like just and the flat-out dumb racism. All, all of the actors in Deep Space Nine play characters that are completely different from the characters they play on the show and they all do a great fucking job damar oh my god it's like he's like worse than damar it's crazy how much you hate this fucking guy and and like Worf plays like a really slick baseball player guy yeah and he gets to smile and laugh and it's so fucking good yeah it's great jed zia plays like a bubbly air-headed receptionist yeah yep and there's this amazing interplay between Odo and Quark's actors, as like Odo is like the editor in chief of the magazine they work for, and Quark is like this pompous jackass writer. Yeah, and they just argue constantly, and I love it. It's cool, but it's, it's the whole idea is that perhaps Deep Space Nine, the entire Star Trek lore, is in the brain of this writer Benny something. Something is it, is it Benny? Is it Cisco? I don't think it's. Cisco. I don't no, think it's, it's Cisco. Ben, it's Benny. It's Benny something because his yeah. um his uh, uh evil doctor guy says Benny a few times. Yeah. yeah, he's like you gotta you gotta forget about it. It's it's dangerous. And he's yeah. like and he laughs. He says for who? And that like killed that kills me because yeah. I'm like man that's still fucking happening. Like that's it's still happening. Like just today. Like not to date this episode, but just today. Like the shit with the NFL and like. Go in the locker room if you want to protest yeah, the, the anthem. Exactly. It's like, oh, we're not. Nothing's changed. Oh cool. yeah, that'll that'll make people more patriotic. That'll make yeah. people love their country. Benny yeah, just Russell. hide in the locker room. Yeah, Benny Russell. By the Russell. Way. Benny Russell. But yeah, not to take away from that point that like fucking almost nothing has changed. Yeah, but like, un- unless we're extraordinarily fucking lucky, that'll still be fucking relevant. Like, yeah, probably. <laughs> Yeah, so, unfortunately. But uh, the whole idea of the previous episode where this happened is that maybe the entire canon of Star Trek, especially Deep Space Nine, mm. is in the mind of a uh, black science fiction writer named Benny Russell. Yeah. Who's and, trying to write in a white-dominated field. Like, yes. Yeah. And he, um, because of his flashing back and forth between the Deep Space Nine future and... Uh, his like current time and the fact that he refuses to back down from a white man mm-hmm. uh, and he's and taken the, to a psychiatric ward and and the death of a of a young man in his community yes cuz uh, um, right what's his name uh Jake uh, Sisko plays yeah Jake Sisko like uh, just a kid 
Yeah, just a kid who gets fucking killed for no reason by fucking. He gets he gets uh, Wesley Crushered. <laughs> he gets killed for oh, no just reason. Just in my science fiction fantasy, that no, no, we're he like gets, <laughs> he gets killed by white cops for literally no reason, and yeah, yeah, Benny yeah. Russell but, is put away as a madman for like yeah. freaking out about it. He's crazy. He's a crazy black man. So you got to yeah. put him away, right? He's like and white people can't just say that. Or he's like white people can't just kill black people for no reason. And they're yeah. like, this guy's crazy. Lock him up. Totally yo, not relevant right now. Yeah, he still happens. Did you hear that? This day. <laughs> yeah, that still happens too. Cool. Well, I love this country. It's the great. like the flesh like in this episode, we're led to believe that maybe again. Because at the end of that episode, Cisco says, you know, maybe that was the real world and the one we live mm. in is a story. Right. And we're led to believe that maybe that's true again. I love I love that, like, it's such a, like, f- almost like a fourth wall break, in mm. a way, in, in a Star Trek. Like, it's obviously, like, it's a, a, a bridge, like, that has been, more, like, a, a bigger bridge that's ever been to, like, the real world. And there's a lot of bridges that Star Trek makes oh, to yeah. the real world, but that is like a very like in your face like, look, this is this is real world, and Star Trek isn't real, and like to get to Star Trek the way we're gonna need to fucking fix ourselves, right? There's, yeah, there's look, like a fourth look. wall break beyond that as well, where like uh, the guy who Damar plays, Doctor Wyckoff. Mm. Oh yeah, Dr. is Wyckoff. like mm. here's this roller, this white roller, white out the story. It doesn't matter. None of this yeah. science fiction matters, and that is such like a fourth wall thing. Like Star Trek and its future, and like this bright right. idea of a future does not matter. Right, but it it's does. just an idea. Yeah, the idea matters a lot, and that's it's that's like explicit in this episode. And and, and that's really what's missing from a lot of um, uh, like TNG stuff is like relating it back explicitly and incontrovertibly to current day. Right. Like you like for a lot of people, this is escapism and that's okay. But you know, maybe instead of escaping, this can also be a way to confront what's wrong with our society too. Right. DS9 is more blatant. I'd say Mm -hmm. it's like, Mm -hmm. it's more in your face and there's no way around it. Like even the most hardcore dumbass fucking backwards idiot has to at least look at this and understand what it's trying to say. Right. And TNG, it's more veiled, but I feel like TNG still, like, anyone with half a brain will see what they're getting at. Right. That's, like, a thing me and uh, Hadley had to confront with, like, the script of our video game when, like, Mm -hmm. Trump won the election. We're like, oh, shit, the world's about to change. And the script we've been writing for a whole year doesn't really, like have any solutions or like meet this conflict in any way right and we got to think about what we're saying and and all all of this stuff and uh i wrote a i wrote a blog post being like okay like i really want to let everyone know that if you need to escape and do a video game i want to give you that option but i hope what i give you is the ability to like confront the shit that's happening to you every day and if i can do that that's way more valuable than letting you escape but at the very least i can do no harm and let you escape like that was a right. real that was a real thing that I like struggled with with my art. That's shit. that's a great that's a really great way to think about it because like I, I I don't know like I think I think that that's th- like you said like Kevin like a lot of times TNG sort of you see the aftermath of like what was like 
in our real world is like seems like an impossible struggle right like mm-hmm. and i'm i'm not a black person so i i can't sit here and say like you know i've been treated like this but i've i have been treated like a, a lower class citizen in my life but for various reasons mm-hmm. like not you know for my skin color but for like other reasons and like so like how do we like how do we fix it <laughs> and in tng they're just sort of like well it gets fixed somewhere it gets along. fixed slowly <laughs> and, and you can do that T- tng is definitely like further on the escapism side yeah. than it is confronting any any like issues head on right ds9 doesn't really give an answer because there is right. no answer right There's well there no isn't one there is an answer one. Yeah. But it well, does it's, it's, it does put that in the entirety of the discussion right in front of you. Yeah, it, it's it's a difference between saying like it gets better and being like I am discriminated against. Here's the worst day I've had yet. Right. Like, here here's a real slice of my life. Like oh, maybe yeah. knowing that I also go through this shit. Like it'll help people. Yeah. Like, it's like it gets better as TNG, and this is how it is. Yeah. Is Deep Space Nine. Yeah, and I don't think Deep Space Nine is defeatist at all for being at like, hey, even in a utopia, there are some wrinkles. And I think Deep Space Nine gets by on that. Not to interrupt, mm. I'm a big asshole, but mm. I think Deep Space Nine gets by on that because it's take it's like after TNG, you've already seen how it gets better yeah. and how you already the did the, you already works. did the 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 bright side now maybe you're getting into the lower yeah. levels where so, it's not so easy to as a viewer see. that's always in your brain right no matter how yeah. bad things get in deep space nine you're like well it's still in the utopian future from tng right they don't yeah. have to call back to it or show it they can show their own stories and they can show how bad it can get but it's always in the back of your mind that tng exists and it's the same thing so they don't really have to. I mean, in the expanded universe sense, and I know I'm like the Captain Expanded Universe yes. or whatever. <laughs> this is this is like a really big turning point for the Federation. Like the Federation starts doing things differently after this, and like not always for like the be- the best mm. like intentions. Like they start making like warships because <laughs> like they have to. They realize they're like, well, we have to. Like there's no point in being like, well, we don't make warships, and then making your ships warships. Like that's silly. Like. Mm-hmm. So they start doing that, which is, like, kind of against, like, what they are, right? But, like, there are bigger threats, and they realize, like, even the feder- the mighty Federation, who everyone is always, like, the Klingons are like, well, we don't have the resources. And the Romulans are always in, like, a, a Soviet Union-esque, like, like, arms race with the Federation. Even they can't fucking, like, keep up, like, with all this crazy shit. And the Dominion is, like, the first time that you see, like... Well, the, the Dominion real like, evil in the in yeah. the universe. The Dominion is like the anti-Federation as well. Like yeah. Klingons yeah. are an empire and Romulans are an empire, but they're like small scale. Like you look at the Federation and it's how many worlds? Like 150. hundreds of like 150, 160 worlds, and yeah. all of those resources are going towards Starfleet. Right. And the Dominion is the exact opposite where it's Well they've like, reached they've reached like escape velocity, right? Like there's so much resources that they don't even need them any like Yeah. It, they, the resources make themselves at this point. And and like the Dominion's the exact opposite where they didn't get this empire that's hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty worlds deep 
with like the velvet glove. They got it with the iron fist. Yeah, they took it and they and they made sure they kept it. The exact opposite side of the coin. They're like the perfect antagonist. Yeah, but you yeah. see a lot of the the bad side of the Federation too in like when there is a threat like the Dominion and the Changelings, like the Federation almost collapses. Yep. Cuz they're freaking the fuck out about this shit. They've and that's what's happening with, with us. They've that's never dealt with an enemy like that. Yeah, they don't. They can't deal with it. They don't know what. They're like, uh oh, we're fucking screwed. I don't know, but, man. But this is all like, like we like to think of, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek as timeless, but it's really not. This is all like incredibly influenced by eighties and nineties. You yeah. know, uh, like we're in the most peaceful time in the entire and, yeah. world. Like this is all. Yeah, this is this is eighties and nineties geopolitics. Where like the frontier is really war. You know, like right. what what's changing and what's evolving is how we fight each other, right. and everything else is sort of static. We've discovered all of the Earth. We're going to discover. The only thing that's going to change is like when is everything going to become America or a nuclear wasteland. <laughs> Yeah, no, and there's a great line. Uh, I think I might talk about this last episode, Jeff. Uh, but there's a great line where where Cisco's dad is like, uh, "You always tell me how space is so vast and infinite," and he's like, "Why why can't people just leave each other alone?" And mm-hmm. and Cisco is like, "It's just I wish it were that way, but it just isn't, you know." And that's it's a thing. It's like is it i don't know it's a really big question and something uh, in human nature right like these are aliens yeah. and but of course they're all based on different aspects of human nature right and there's something deeply intrinsic in human nature like the fucking first apes that discovered sticks beat each other to death with them yeah yeah <laughs> i like, mean so so that's like that that shows like star trek's like deep pessimism and like obviously it's a story conflict has to like exist in a story but star trek is actually really pessimistic on like how people uh learn to cooperate with each other like right it's there's always a little bit of racism there's always otherness there's always like this this thing that's not only in humans but in every goddamn body yeah yeah, I, I, yeah. There's never really like. I mean, there's there's rarely any like aliens that are just so far off the spectrum. And maybe in reality, like if there were aliens, or if like our first contact with an alien were to happen, that alien wouldn't even fucking give a shit. They'd be like, "We don't even know what the fuck you're talking about." Like, yeah, we don't. What we are don't you know, talking about? <laughs> we don't know what side of the great filter we're on. Yeah, we have no idea. It's we, like we. There's, there's, of course, that, like, the pessimism, like, Kevin was talking about, but I feel like in order to create this utopian future for humanity, like, now, in the modern times, we think these aliens are just humans with, like, funny ears, or, like, little right. things on their noses, and them being, like, evil, yeah. and us having to fight against them shows... There's like an inherent pessimism to Star Trek, but when Star Trek was created, it was like, fuck, humans all get along now. We are a right. perfect utopian society, and well, these aliens aren't humans. They don't we're, think or we're, feel like us. 
We're like, ha ha ha! Why are they fighting? Their noses are slightly different. Right. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the whole world is like, we have to kill this other person because they're on we a have, different continent. Right. We have to kill this other human being because they have like dark skin, or they yeah. believe in a different make believe god, or they, or whatever. Like Kevin, you said about like the the great filter, and I, that's like a really great point. And it's like, I think the optimism, the other side of the pessimism coin, is the optimism co- side of the coin is that I don't think Starfleet and the the Federation knows what if they've made it through the next filter like we mm-hmm. talked about the great filter like like it maybe there's another filter yeah right? and that's and that's suggested by um, the uh, the 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 wraiths and shit inside of the dimension tube yeah right I think the dimension deep, tube deep, deep space nine is like uh, I feel like Deep Space Nine is the first sci-fi that, like, really tackles the idea that, like, maybe our deities are just beings. Right. Yeah. It's like that, uh... And, uh, like... What's that shit? The fucking Eric Von Donegan shit. The ancient alien shit. All that crap. Yeah. Well, it's like... Temple of the God. Temple of Dog? Temple of Dog's a band. (laughs) (laughs) Chariot of the Gods. There it is. I got it. We we got jokes in this episode again, folks. You waited long enough. We got (laughs) them. Guys, octopi are definitely evidence of panspermia. Yo, that shit is fucking insane. It's real. It's so definitely real. That shit is so crazy. Jeff, do you know about this? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yo, no, Jeff. All you need to know is there's some internet bullshit going around that, like, some dumb fucking uh, website published a couple of scientists being like, "Yeah, we can't figure out how octopuses evolved, so it's definitely aliens." <laughs> so wait, Be- we we can't tr- we can't trace the evolution of octopi. So we're they like, have, fuck. they have like. So the many Prometheus more DNA is real, base everybody. Pairs. It happened. They have like different base pairs, like, and nothing else has that. And like, they, they I think the art, the, the scientific article was like, we don't know what the explanation is, yeah, but the, one of them could be that they are not originally from here. Yeah, Maybe the they ta- were put the, here. The, the takeaway is octopi, octopuses are super weird. You can say either one. They're both they're fine. Like, intelligent in ways we can't really understand. They're super smart. They are really so smart. So they're obviously though. aliens. And and they and they evolved very quickly in that we can't find any ed- evidence of this boneless species in the fossil record before they yeah. fully evolved. <laughs> yeah. We don't even know like where our like like several of our ancestors are. We don't know what they were, but yeah. <laughs> like we're like we're missing a lot of information all around, but it's all around but especially on octopuses. Yeah, because so of the like, bottom of the ocean and all that. <laughs> so like, so like some some fucking science ass bitch wanting to get famous was like, oh, maybe they're aliens. Maybe they're aliens. Look, this dude yeah. has a lifetime of appearances on the Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel and YouTube programs. He's going for that show. He wants that Chariot of the Gods. I got it that time. The show. Yeah. Like he, he wanted to be on that Temple of the Dog show. Out the ass from TV appearances from here until he dies. He's yeah. set. He's good to go. That's fucking Occam's razor, fucking Aristotle's blade. It's the (laughs) whatever solution I don't have to think too hard about. It's It's the Occam's razor one, yeah. Aliens done. Yeah, Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely aliens, not brown people who built the pyramid. (laughs) I don't think that. 
I think it was slavery and horrible abuses of human rights. Yeah, they just threw human bodies at the problem. They were like, throw more human waste at this problem. Here's my fucking favorite thing about, like, uh, like new modern history, like the revisions of previous history. Like, actually, we found out this. It's like, they're like, actually, we found out through records that they weren't slaves who built the pyramids. They were actually just volunteers. And I'm like, yeah, yeah who that fucking sounds wrote right. those records, dude? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's 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 probably true. Absolutely. AD negative a million. Uh, yep. Everyone's super pumped to be here. Just did a quick <laughs> survey. Everyone, I said, raise your hand if you love building pyramids. And they went, hell yeah, Pharaoh. And then we all partied down. It's Bil- like building, building pyramids was the TRL of the ancient world. They all fucking, stood like outside the, the window. The head of the fucking design team for the, for the pyramids came up to the Pharaoh and was like, hey, I need you to sign off on this. And he was like, what the fuck? This says slaves on it. Yeah, Let me mark that out while a feather quill pen. What did Volunteers. they say? Volunteers. In- <laughs> Wait, you wrote eagle eye eagle eagle? I meant eagle eye eagle eagle. <laughs> Anubis, Anubis. Beetle. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, man, I forget uh, where we were in the episode. problems tonight. Yeah, yeah, we are. Three white guys solving the world's problems to Done. Yeah, That's yeah. just how Star Trek gets happened. Yeah. Gets happened. Gets happened. We got the smartest boys around on this one. <laughs> and it was here in the podcasting generation that everything was solved. <laughs> That's what people think. Um, Cisco, Cisco's baseball tells him to go to the planet Tyree. And uh, he's going to find the orb of the emissary, right? Yeah, so there's like this lost... It's like a Sith holocron or a Jedi holocron. It's the same thing. Yep. And as he throws the ball, Cisco laughs maniacally. Like, yep. Cisco is <laughs> well, a getting, literal insane person in this episode. He's getting crazy visions at this point. He's a little crazy right now. And oh, I, I wanted to talk about their space pajamas. Their desert space pajamas. Oh, yeah, they're adorable. That shit looks comfortable as fuck. It really does. But, I mean, it's it's obviously based on, like, uh, Arabic headdresses and stuff. Yeah, it probably Which is, like, cool 100% useful in the desert. You gotta wear that shit or you're gonna die. Oh, no, for so, real, yeah. I find I'm it, serious. like, comforting that, like, in the Star Trek future, we're not like, oh, no, brown people made that. We're not gonna use it. Yeah, no, it we're, makes we're sense. We're like, oh, like, shit, why this works perfect. We're gonna use it. Yeah, society's evolved in these crazy places. Why not use what they know? It makes perfect sense. Yeah, like, well, I don't know why we don't do that. White, white clothing reflects light. Like, yeah. A, Put put a hood and long sleeves on. Like it's not. It's loose fitting, so you can sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I do. I do like a lot about um, uh, Cisco's family kind of following him through the sand, being like, "Okay, we're gonna yeah. support our dad, son." They're kind of like questioning, like, "What are we doing on this crazy planet?" Yeah. Like, Cisco. If- if this is the only episode of Deep Space Nine you've watched, congratulations, you know everything that happens in Deep Space Nine now. Yep. Yep. But Sorry. Cisco comes off like uh, not only an insane man, but also like a giant asshole because he's like, ah, my dad will be yeah. fine. Let he's him die in the desert. Yeah, he's definitely at his worst. Like, this is not Benjamin Cisco at he, his no. finest. He picks up Ezri Dax and breaks her over his knee <laughs> and is like, yeah. I am the Undertaker, and then throws her into the rocks. It's crazy. It's really nuts. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> 
Especially because the Undertaker never talks. Why would he say, I am the Undertaker? <laughs> it's, very, it's very out of character That's for both really of It's weird. been like 400 years, guys. <laughs> Some records are sketchy from the <laughs> late late 90s wrestling time. I, uh, I, f- I feel like Billy uh, Kumahara is going to... Oh no, Ian! <laughs> We're definitely gonna get some angry Ian emails. It's not the late 90s, you fucking idiots! Uh, technically, <laughs> The Undertaker was first seen on I've, Saturday I've, afternoon. I've, I've definitely tipped my hand as to how little I know about wrestling, but yeah. Cisco definitely stands up on the ropes and then does a powerbomb onto Ezri Dad. You can't he stand also... on the ropes and do a powerbomb, you <laughs> moron! Oh no! <laughs> there no, no. things to happen. <laughs> No, I'm going to get an angry message from Ian. Actually, if you stand on the turnbuckle, you can... like we're like we're like roasting this guy who's our friend, who's not even here right now. We're we're roasting our very knowledgeable and supportive and yeah. helpful friend. Our helpful friend who loves us. He blatantly spoiled me on something the other day with a tweet. Oh, he so deserves it, Dan. He deserves it. Oh. Fuck fucking Ian. Anyway. <laughs> Um, he has the vision where he finds out that his mom is a prophet. This is a question yeah. I want to ask you guys. Sure. Does this water down the character of Benjamin Sisko that he is half prophet? Do you feel that was a good move that strengthened the character or a bad move that waters him down? Josh, uh, you go I, first. I feel like it's a lateral move. I don't really... I mean, it makes sense, like, in this, for the story, and I'm, I'm okay, like, look, I make fun of Christianity a lot, because I think it's an evil, murderous, uh, religion, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I do, I do like, like, the Christ myth, I, I find that it, it is useful in certain, uh, stories, it's not to be used all the time, Damon Lindelof, I'm talking to you, uh, he's a big fan I, of this podcast, so, he, he, he does listen, he does, I know that for a fact. Uh, but I think it's fine, and I think it's okay here. Uh, but I, I don't think it takes away from him, really, because he's still like he's still like his own guy. He does his own thing. He's got his own style. And if he did that because he's half profit, like okay, fine. Like I don't know if you found out tomorrow that you're half profit, Jeff. I'm not gonna be like I was. I don't. Everything that he said that I liked is because he's a prophet. <laughs> like I well, wouldn't care. Maybe it was. You don't know. <laughs> I, Maybe it was though, but I don't care. I, I still I, love you. I I think like ultimately it comes out being a little bit more positive than like yeah. my 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 cynicism would like to like twist it into. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, it's it's sort of like saying every single person is such a special, unplanable chemical reaction that the only way we could make things work out for our race that seems that sees in three-dimensional time was to make Cisco. That right. speaks to how special every individual is and right. like how crazy every person's chemical reaction is. I don't think it's really a cynical message. Like it could be seen as like we made the Ubermensch or like genetics right. dictated that this person would be a good dude. Right. It it, it reads more as they can't are, control the chaos of the of our universe. Like they can't right. see through. Like who who's going to help save us? Like we, we we don't know. Like we can't tell. Right, which in is the, crazy. 
in in the in the billions or I guess at this point in the history of humans, trillions of combinations of people that could ever exist. The only person that could do it was this one guy who we had to possess a lady to fuck. That part that part's really weird. The whole like we have to yeah. possess a woman to fuck a guy and then they and then they wake up and they're like, uh oh, what do I do for twenty years? Yeah, instead of <laughs> I, I think they wanted to make it a mystery. Instead of just having like the prophet just be Sarah Cisco. Like, yeah. why not just have it be like she disappeared and then the mystery is like, who is she? Instead, it's like, oh, she moved away to Australia for some reason, literally on the other side of the planet. Yeah, like, we can't have a male Mary. Like, that would be too weird. Right. Well, be, yeah. I find it all very suspect. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, I think if. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. When Benjamin Sisko meets yes. the prophets, they uh-huh. either don't understand what it means to live a life and die, what linear time means, or you know, they, they fuck with him for yeah, no, seven do. seasons for no, their but own they, shitty enjoyment. No, but they don't. But they they don't see it that way. It's like Obi Wan. Like it's it's it had to happen that way because that's the way it happened. It's a paradox. That's yeah. why. Well, no, if, they they. They fuck with him then. They're just no, like dicking on him the whole time. But he has to do it. Like that's the that's the destiny part of it. That's the fate. Is that you have to like you're not gonna come and meet a wizard at the beginning of your adventure and him be like, here's all the things that are gonna happen. Try to do them right. Like he's not gonna tell you that. Maybe he doesn't know, but maybe he does. Jeff, if a strange hottie appeared to me <laughs> via my OKCupid account and we fell in love and married and they were like a little weird, like they didn't understand like my, how I view time or whatever. That's and a little they were weird. Just, like really hot and like pretended they cared about me. Yeah. I would probably get tricked into siring the Messiah Look, with them. That's fine. Like, <laughs> that, yeah, I don't I blame uh, Gadisco on this yeah. one at all. <laughs> I don't blame Gadisco either because no. he was like, yeah, I guess this is what love is because no one knows, Jeff. No, no one knows what love is. No one knows yeah. what love is. I just, it's all a little too convenient <laughs> for me. That's, That's how I feel um, about every person I've ever dated, Jeff. Like, no. I'm <laughs> not talking about angle? your love life, damn it. Let's move on. <laughs> look. It's all I, li- it all falls into line a little too easy. Look, I find it a little too convenient <laughs> that, you, that it's it smacks of something that was decided later, which is fine. But yeah, it, it does make was. all of his interactions with the prophets weird. Like, weirder than it's meant to be, I think. Otherwise, I'm yeah, fine with it. But the prophets also, like, they're, they're uh, again, like, from a... Uh, okay, I'm going to put my Star Trek gla- rose-colored glasses on. Sure. <laughs> from a Star Trek point of view, they don't have the same, like, moral, like gray areas that we do like they don't care like if they're fucking with them what the fuck do they care they're like whatever we need them to do this they don't care that's the thing and it's like the fate of the universe is in the hands of these dicks Jeff, if you had to jizz on a fucking ant colony to end Armageddon tomorrow, you'd yeah. probably find a way. You I would do it. Exactly. I don't know how I would like get get up for that situation. Yo, I guess I gotta I know jizz, jizz on an ant colony. I know how. You ever watch the movie Ants? <laughs> oh no! You into them hot lady ants? They look exactly the same. I'm remembering that movie now. They all look uh-huh. like fucking, uh, well. like, really terrible childhood drawings of people with, like, <laughs> gaunt 
cheeks and shit. Oh yeah, they look like ghosts. Like like uh like they were like haunted. They're haunted ants. I'm actually fine with Cisco being uh part um prophet. prophet. It makes perfect sense for why he was chosen. Because yeah. that's sort of a question, right? Like, why did they choose to speak to him when so fits, many people have been It fits with him, like, before this, he's like, when I when I go home, it'll be to Bajor. Like, he, he like, loves Bajor. Yeah. And it makes sense that, like, maybe that's why, like, I don't know if I, I buy uh, that It definitely downplays nurture and the nature v. nurture sort of thing. It yeah. does downplay it does. Na- nurture. Which is... And, Something I'm never particularly a fan of. Right. My, but, me neither, but... But, I mean, I in this context, it works fine. I don't really have much of a problem with it. I just think that the prophets are even worse than they come off to be normally. Yeah, they're kind of dicks, though. <laughs> and, and, again, if a hot woman fell in love with and married me in the state I am now, like, doing podcasts, <laughs> making video games for a living... Like, you want to put your like, phone number on this shit, too, Kevin? Or <laughs> if, it, if they were, like... If they were like two years later, like when we have a kid, if they were like, "Psych, I was just getting it. I was just getting it done with you to like ensure the the universe would survive through like total destruction," I'd be like, "Oh, that makes more sense than you loving me." No, it kind of does, and not to be mean to Kevin, but like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, I mean, it, sure. Why? Like, I don't know if I could be mad look, about that. Look, if like, you're okay. a prophet. And you're looking for some hot loving. You can yeah. find it at Real Kevin Cole. Dude, Twitter. I'm gonna put like an, a, a special date Kevin commercial at the end of this break. That we take. I, I would just understand it more. I'd be like, okay, like either this person with their life put together is like, yeah, you know, someone who makes less than ten thousand dollars a year, uh, who, who loves all this nerdy shit. I Yo, don't it happened for me. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, it can happen to anybody. Somebody loves me too, which is beyond my understanding. I don't. I don't yeah, his name's it. Jeff. <laughs> I didn't want to say his name on the podcast, Jeff. <laughs> I forget what we were even talking like, about. <laughs> if, if my fucking parents are like, "Dude, we're only raising you because like you have to stop like." Total Armageddon space, on the space Armageddon. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. I've been sure. Here, like, if, free from rent for a while. It would make mo- more sense for me. If said that too. to me, I'd be like, man, you guys fucked this up. Yeah, you guys did not. Well, they're baby boomers, so of course they did. Yeah, too much lead, man. Too much lead. I'm telling you, I dude, I saw somebody else say that on Reddit. They called it the tetral tetral lead generation, and I was like, this motherfucker knows. I was like, they know the truth. It's real. It's I didn't no. hear it from you first, Josh. Like it's real. It's a real it's that- theory. It's definitely around. gotta be. I never heard the theory before. I just sort of was like, I put it together in my own brain, and I was like, super smart, everybody. And I was like, oh my god, it's the fucking lead. They're fucking crazy because of lead. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. It does make perfect sense. We solved it. <laughs> now what do we do? I don't know. Wait for them to die. Who knows? I don't know. Thank um, God, healthcare's too good. <laughs> maybe in your state, motherfucker. Yeah, not and here. They're too rich, and That's they're true. too white to be left <laughs> to die. Hey guys, let's take a break, <laughs> and we'll be back with our final thoughts on probably the entirety of Deep Space Nine, but at least this episode. Mister Spock. My search for something super chocolatey has led me here. Must be my delicious cocoa pebbles. Fascinating. They're yours if you take me on the Enterprise. Mmm, mega chocolatey feast. Feed me up. Dino, 
Most Cocoa Pebbles cereal, part of this nutritious breakfast. And we're back. Hi. Ho- hopefully you bought that goods or service <laughs> that we advertised. It might it's have been be a thing a, about it's Kevin. Gonna be an, yeah, it's going to be an ad for Kevin. <laughs> Yay. Hopefully you bought that Kevin. Buy that Kevin. Take <laughs> it home with you. I hope someone buys me. Oh, Kevin. Aww, I love you. Kevin. It's so cold. <laughs> oh, no. Well, like, I, you live in fucking Boston, so fucking yeah, it's cold. We're, we're storing him in a basement somewhere in, in fucking Massachusetts right now. They, they say if I do enough podcasts, I can leave. <laughs> yeah. He can't. Only 5,000 more podcasts, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. So... Overall, we talked about how how like fucking crazy this episode is and how much shit is in it. Yeah, yeah. But, you, and we're we're basically talking about how crazy uh, DS Nine is and how much shit is. In this it. is like yeah. a microcosm of the entirety of the series Deep Space Nine. Well, here here's the thing, and I and I didn't bring this up earlier, but like, so like, uh, what's his name? Ronald D. Moore is, is like running this fucking joint, and I love Ronald D. Moore, but he learned he learned his lesson from TNG because I believe he had something to do with the story. Um, the the Borg story where Picard gets captured by the Borg. I don't remember the name of the best episode. of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Mm. And they learned that if they end on like a cliffhanger, people love it. And this is still pretty early on from that. This is like five years after that. Mm-hmm. So they're still pulling that trick, right? And that's exactly what this episode is, yeah. except for the show maybe could have ended here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what gets them renewed, right? Like, yeah, it's it's people writing letters and being like, "You, what's happening? Cancel it now." Yeah, I just, uh, this is like neither here nor there, but I just remembered it. It popped into my head. This episode ends on the most television show line in the history of television shows. Sakatumi. No, <laughs> shut up, Kevin. <laughs> oh my no, God, it's when Kevin. Odo says, just when you thought things couldn't get more interesting. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. And I, but, I fucking, like, facepalmed. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that's bad. The, that's, the, that's the big difference between, like then TV and now TV is they're still trying to rope dummies in who haven't seen all the shit. Yeah, like, they are. Like they're like, Ezri Dax is here. You don't need any context for what's about. Right. To happen, except you everything can... is all context. in this Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something I was saying the other day is that like older sci-fi is about a group of people who like each other getting into crazy sci-fi shit. And new mm-hmm. sci-fi is about a group of people who hate each other getting into crazy sci-fi shit. Yeah. And there's like a... This whole show is just people fucking like loving each other and being a family. I love everyone. This show makes me want to cry when it's done. Every time yeah. I watch yeah. it, I'm like, man, Even I though the last fucking... episode is... Uh... Uh... <laughs> well... It's not, it's not the best, but it's the end, right? And yeah. it's gotta end. It's like Longmire. The last episode is fucking. It's a black. little better than Longmire. <laughs> I mean, if if Longmire if Longmire ended with Cisco fucking as or if the DS9 ended with Cisco fucking as that's Longmire. Like, that's not right, but that's how yeah. Longmire. Well, there was there were Longmire. two seasons of very very slight build up to that, sir. No, there 
fucking yeah. Something, you goddamn piece of shit. I actually, we're gonna talk Longmire for a second because I absolutely disagree <laughs> with your assertions that there was Long- no build up to that. That was Longmire very the man. Longmire himself is a like a statue. He's there's nothing happening. Yeah, you can't, you couldn't hear that man's dick move in a silent theater, dude. Yeah. What you're arguing is all that miscarriage was just foreplay, man. Dude, <laughs> that's that part. Yes, Whoa. look, that's what I'm that talking about. About is like fuck. Okay, Longmire's a statue man. One hundred percent agreement. Like Vic is literally <laughs> throwing her panties at him for three seasons, and then the the, yeah. the fucking she's miscarriage an happens. She's an and Aries. then That's suddenly he's interested in her again. <laughs> and the and the writers are like, they're both so full of pain. Obviously, they should fuck. And then obviously, they, they should porno fuck each other. <laughs> On Netflix, and, and we do. can see a titty. And they, he grabs, a t- he grabs on a tit. Welcome to the Red Pony Podcast. And yes, Kevin. I'm Josh. I'm Jeff. <laughs> all right, that's all I had to say about Longmire. I just okay. The buildup was bad, and it was barely there, but it was there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Longmire ends in a very predictably horrible way. God, yeah, this this like ends you, in, in kind of like the a last sad episode. Like I was watching it and stuff just started wrapping up, and I went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's happening?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, I it's. Ta- yeah. I was talking more about good cowboys versus bad Indians. Like that's how well, Longmire. That's ends. true. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it it hits it hits pretty. It hits a lot of bad like don't do this tropes, mm-hmm. and it acts like it's better than that along the way. Yeah. But it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's but, just shameless. It's a shameless show that I love. I'm sorry, I can't help it. It's like, yeah, no, I don't, it's done. Uh, it's I'm not trying to make excuses for this show. It's a male soap opera. It's a male soap opera. It is a male soap opera. I'm oh, not like, trying to make excuses for the show, but it was good cowboys and good Indians versus bad Indians. Yeah, but it's still bad Indians. <laughs> yeah, it still is. That's still a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still that's... quite a big problem. I'm not gonna. I don't sweep remember. That under if, the rug. Is there a corporation or something? Also, that would make it less bad if there was like also bad white people. No, there's not. There's no. There's not. It's, well, there's one. Yeah, there's right. one. Right, the guy who was like the guard, Jacob Nighthorse's Night guard. So there's one. Jeff? Yeah, yeah, I don't know his name. What I don't remember name? the guy's name who worked for. Uh, oh my god, I don't remember the villain's name now. Jacob mm. Nighthorse. No, Jacob Nighthorse is not the villain. He's the no guy who spoiler gets alert. He's not. No, no, he's not. Yeah. Spoiler uh, for all of Longmire. Longmire ends in a very racist way. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit not great. But the, but you get to see a titty, so that's is, cool. The action is good. The action is really good. But they yeah, there's no more Sherlock Holmes at the end. No. It's, uh, it's straight it's up all, like a shoot 'em up at the end yeah. there. Yeah. That last season is the last two seasons are uh, they're rough. They're rough. <laughs> anyway, yeah. back to Deep we have Space to save Nine. this for the we have to save this for the Patreon. We gotta do an episode. <laughs> yes, we gotta save. <laughs> we gotta save this for the people who are paying us twenty seven dollars. Yeah, they want they want to hear about our fucking delicious thoughts about Longmire. I couldn't imagine Suck like it. how pissed off patrons would be if we were like, all right, here's your reward. Dude, and we gave them a fucking it. Longmire podcast. <laughs> I just want I just want everyone to know what my life is like and what I watch in my free time. Right, so, so Star Trek and Longmire. So if we do the Longmire podcast, the Red Pony podcast and continual soiree, we all have to dress up with like bolo ties 
and like and, oh, and cowboy hats. I'm and, wearing that right now. Yeah, and and we and we can't. Well, we won't film it, but we have to know everyone else is dressed. Like it's the honor system. Yes, this is the honor. It is system. the honor system. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm gonna have to go ahead and underline that and say I'm not gonna be wearing pants of any kind. Oh, I'm not wearing. Yo, you think I'm wearing pants right now? I'm not even kidding about that. I'm not wearing pants right now. It's like 90 degrees in here. I'm pantsless. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, wearing I, pajama I, pants. So I'm wearing the boxer's equivalent of a loincloth right now. Like, there's no. <laughs> oh there's, my god! And nobody's no, dating this man. Get this man a fucking date so he can fucking sire the space Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> There's no connect like a like a lo- like a Conan the Barbarian loincloth is just if he had snipped like the middle of your boxers, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just some hang down and some whatever. Oh, there's some hang down. Is that what you're <laughs> wearing right now? That's what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing boxer briefs, so uh, there's I'm that. I'm wearing pajama pants. <laughs> I'm Dude. wearing I'm wearing no lie a sriracha stained CNN <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what are we? What are we doing? I don't know. I don't know what, what this are we podcast doing? is about anymore. <laughs> oh my god, this episode broke us. So yeah, this episode is off the fucking rails. <laughs> thanks for being here, Kevin. I guess we're done. I guess that's the end of the podcast, right? <laughs> I, I'm glad we ended conclusively with, with me just being a fucking cartoon. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Kevin. Tell our listeners at home what you do that you would like to shill out on our podcast. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kevin Cole. Um, I I make podcasts and I make video games. You can purchase my video game on Steam if you search for the word hack, H-A-Q-U-E. That's a video game I made that you can play. I also make other podcasts where I play a, a board or a, a tabletop game that I invented um, I play that with a group of people who I love very much. It's called Pretend Friends. Uh, you can, Josh is there. You can Hi. listen to it. Uh, you can listen to it on many things. You can find us on Twitter at at uh, Pretend underscore Friends. It's a good <laughs> show. You'll like it. End of show. You That's can also great. find Kevin on Twitter at Real Kevin Cole. I also say things, and if any, if you've learned anything from me being on this show, you don't want me to say too many things, but. If you haven't I learned do. your lesson yet, you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I want you to I say all the things, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at M Class Podcast, uh, where Josh posted the most popular tweet in Twitter history. And it was three guys staring at Satan's dick. Dude, I saw a picture and I was like, this is them just looking at this dude's dick. I saw and it was it was fucking beautiful and someone already made the comment I wanted to make which was forced in quotation marks yeah that was literally no. everyone has made that comment every time we've been quote tweeted it's been that comment <laughs> listen if you have me on again uh, Mel made again, that one first I want to point that out yeah Mel if, if you ever have me on again I will I will talk about uh, Riker and Data like a lot of tension between those two yeah Absolutely. I'll talk about it. Like kissing well, tension or fighting tension? No. Kiss. Yes. What's the difference? <laughs> Next time he, on He's got a point. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. Uh, you can follow Josh on Twitter at Henderson1983. That's the year I was born. God, you're old. Or you can I'm follow, an old ass man. 
Or you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Jeff Pennington. And uh, I'm an art boy. I make all the art for this program. People still don't know that, as it turns Dude. out. So I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah, keep saying it. Seriously. Dude, the last art you made was so fucking good. And all Yo, the other I saw art you it. Make is good. This one like ain't going to be art. as good. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out first. I so saw it in gas. I was like, <gasps> I was like this is beautiful. It's probably going to be my new Twitter icon once I see it. So Hell yeah. Oh my god, the pressure. <laughs> what are we going to do? Oh my god. Otherwise, so many... I'll, just, I'll just say I'm you, Jeff. <laughs> Yo, just make it Longmire. <laughs> just make it fucking Longmire. <laughs> just fuck it. Who just cares? Just make it a silhouette of Longmire smiling at his boner. <laughs> I'm just going to f- take that frame of him grabbing Vic's tit, and I'm going to like <laughs> make, uh, make a silhouette of it and make it the fucking icon for the episode. Listen, everybody, Jeff's commissions are open. He doesn't want to draw that, but you can ask <laughs> You him can make him draw it. <laughs> yeah, I need fucking money, y'all. Yeah, like, like commission me. You can find my chart pinned on my Twitter. I I might commission you to draw Vic grabbing Longmire's tit. Oh, a reverse. <laughs> Some pegging. Dude, he takes his shirt off like three times throughout the rest of the series, right? But he yeah. he had to take it off during the last scene when he took it off and be sexier. So uh-huh. you can tell he went to the gym like a fucking lot. Yeah, he's an old guy. Because he doesn't have his huge pot belly anymore during that scene. <laughs> his huge pot belly. <laughs> like, when That's he took his shirt off, he, he laid off times. the uh, the Rainier. He's quit drinking some Rainier for a while. <laughs> like, when he took his shirt off the other two times, I was like, ugh! Are women supposed to find this attractive? <laughs> Moms loved it. I'm I scared. guess. I'm scared. I'm like, scared. back in like my it. day, like, it was fucking Kevin Sorbo taking his shirt off, and you were like, I completely understand. Yeah, but now he's insane. So. Yeah, he's a fucking psycho now. We were, anyway, we were wrong about that one. You uh, can't have sex with anyone from the past. <laughs> That's a true fact. Unless you're a prophet. <laughs> if you're a prophet, you can. If you're a prophet, you can have sex with anyone from the past, and it's the present for you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um... You could send us an email, which will be in our next program, at uh, mclassemail at gmail.com, and we'll read it on the air on that program, which Kevin will also be on. Yeah, we're not yeah. out of the woods yet, Kevin. We got one more show to do. But if you if you send it in upon hearing this one, I might not be on the next no. one. No. After this shit show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They're going to put me away again. We're going to put him down. All right, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on uh, whatever the next episode of M-Class is that you see. Bye! Bye. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye Thank you, Kevin. Coca-Cola, the, the slime is cola in the galaxy. galaxy.